All right, here we go. Yes, yep. Come on up. Come up here. That's the communicator bleeping on planet surface. No, it's uh, it's Breezy. We special guest Breezy, if anyone asks. <laughs> Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 333. Ooh. Halfway to the Devil's episode. Oh. <laughs> I'm Chris. That I'm was joining back in TNG, dude. Ah. I'm sorry, TAS. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot about that one. Ah. Oh, it's the worst. It might be the ah. worst. Ah. Ah. I'm upset now, and this is Chris. I'm elated, and this is Ames. I'm indifferent, and this is Caitlin. I'm Jake, and this is bullshit. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Jake. I like it. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, we are continuing our, our journey through Enterprise with The Communicator and Singularity. Now, amazingly, I've, I've watched these. T- I'd watched these two before for our blogtivities for to like, mm. inspiration. By the way, check out our blogtivities. I remember watching The Communicator for our Prime Directive episode. And Singularity mm. for our Bottle Episodes episode. Yeah. And thinking, oh yeah, I'm rewatching these ones. I remember one of them being eh and one of them being dumb. And since rewatching them, my opinion has flipped. And I'm going to let you guys Ooh. guess which one was which. Well, interestingly, I went into this similarly thinking one of these was stupid and uh, coming out of it feeling a little better about it. So Ooh. we'll see. Coin we'll flip see on we... which one it is. <laughs> we'll see if we align. So... First up you, in You will you will not. <laughs> <laughs> First up in the communicator, Archer, Reed, and Hoshi are coming back from uh visiting a pre-warp society. There's some talk about them. Yeah, it sounds like something's brewing politically, but before we can really get into it, oh fuck nuggets, Reed has dropped his titular the communicator. They go ape shit, tearing the shuttle pod, the landing bay, the re- de- not recon room, decon room, and the, the trash bin apart. And they're like, ah, fuck, we must have dropped it. So Archer and Reed go back down to the bar they think they might have dropped it in. There's some fascists sitting at a table and a waiter makes eyes and they're like scanning and go, oh, man, it's nearby in a room I was never in. And they're like, oh, fuck. So they go Clearly off to look like dumpster. Well, they go off to look like they're about to try to have a liaison in the bathroom. And when they come back, they're arrested by the fascists. Whoopsie. And then, uh, you know, someone had found the communicator and the assumption is they are spies for this alliance. And yeah, this this planet's got some shit going on. Archer decides, you know, the best thing to do is at first try to say nothing. But whoops, T'Pol tried to call him and said captain. So now they're all like, what the fuck? And in the debate between should we just tell them aliens exist and should we pretend we are, in fact, spies, they go with the latter. Oof, but then, that's a coin flip on which is worse, though. Yeah, no, there's really they're no good answer. Bad. Yeah. And while the people beat the shit out of them, their their little uh, their their makeup starts to come off and they're like, oh, fuck, these guys bleed red. Their doctor looks them over and is like, these dudes guts and bits make no sense. I think they're aliens. Which is when you go, well, you got us, but instead, fucking Reed is like, no, we're Sulaban. <laughs> the guy's like, look, the only way I can tell if they're aliens or genetically modified is to do a big old autopsy. So let's kill them. In and two then hours. A, That's not a lot of time. Yeah. 
well, you know, torture military... first. Come on, guys. Mm, true. Reed would probably enjoy it. Anyway, um, <laughs> meanwhile, on the Enterprise, they decide to launch a rescue mission. And oh, hey, uh, <clears throat> we forgot to mention we've had that Sulaban cell ship just in our trunk since morons. The first episode fucking morons that has a cloak so we're gonna use that p.s the cloak instead of just bending light like a normal cloak has some weird space radiation that gives uh trip an invisible hand which would totally make doing the stranger a whole nother level of weird i had to bring it up before any of you guys could take it was in my notes but not in that way (laughs) i don't even know what that is You've never heard of the... Str- we'll get to that then. Will um, we? Oh my. <laughs> I mean, I, I brought it up. I have to mention it now. Uh, what the fuck was I saying? Oh yeah, so they rescue them. They go to back to the Enterprise. And DePaul was like, well, we still kind of fucked up their society. And Archer's like, yeah, this sucked. There were no good <laughs> options here. The end. Uh, the good option is you take your cyanide tablet and jump in a fire. Yeah. Do you, have to, do you really have to do both? I mean, you gotta make sure I, there's no corpse. Oh, I mean, Yeah. The, that that's the problem is even if they did have a cyanide capsule, they have no way of disposing of themselves. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, by way of explanation, Jake, I I personally have never done this because I'm not sure how it works, really. But the idea is you kind of sit on your hand until it goes numb oh. and use it to masturbate. Oh, because then and it feels people... like you're not the one doing it. When but really again, I'm not you sure are. how you're supposed to. That would work. Right. Like, cause what if, if you're you also can't... blindfolded? Would that help? Maybe. Like, yeah, it's like, if you can't feel it right, can you actually masturbate right? Like, I mean, also, I you're the one that's doing it, so... You're still gonna, like, even if your hand is numb, the rest of your arm is gonna be... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, so, uh, you know, but maybe if your hand is also invisible, maybe it works a little better. I, I don't nice. know. Let's get that out of the way. What the fuck kind the of hand? stupid cloak is this? What the fuck kind of stupid plot is this? It... Well, that, that <laughs> I too, was so like, expecting because they even say like, oh, it'll be useful if you need to reach for something without anybody noticing. And it never, ever never comes once up. comes up in the episode where Trip has to like reach for like, I expected them to send Trip to go get the communicator and stuff that was left behind because he could just reach from under the table and grab it. But it never comes up. That actually would have been kind of if like he'd been completely cloaked and they were like, wait a minute, we can work with this. Exactly. Like the giant missed opportunity if they wanted yeah, to do no, anything. They, they can with do this. that. But then like it starts to wear off at yeah. the worst time. There you go. Yeah. There's there's a there's a stakes raising. There's everything. But they did nothing with it except make nope jokes about not having a visible hand. Yeah. Which, again, <laughs> like I know we've talked about this so many times in so many different Star Treks, but like. This weird comedy subplot in the middle of a, a serious episode. Again, not as serious as some, so it's not as jarring. What kind of but it cake feels does like... he like? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it just seems weird to do comedy in Viso hand, which really doesn't even, like, they use it for, like, a couple gags, and then he just has a fucking con glove on for the rest of it. Yeah, he puts on yeah. a glove and a longer uniform, and we never even see anything again, because I'm sure the effect was, was it even expensive? Who even knows? Who the, who the sure, hell yeah, can I'm sure say? it wasn't cheap. Yeah, for back then, like, I bet now you could do it super easy, but 2002 or three, whatever this was, like, yeah, I could see that. So the other question I have about this fucking cell ship that they still have, since fucking Broken Bow and it hasn't come up ever again, especially when it would have been very useful to either, like, use in Shockwave when they were infiltrating a Sulaban thingy, 
Yeah. Or when yeah. Sulabon were swarming the ship, they would have just taken it. Son yeah. of a fucking bitch. <laughs> like, I get that they haven't gone back to Earth, so they couldn't drop it off to be like, hey, maybe you guys should study this. But maybe they could have called Earth and been like, hey, guys, we got this thing. Maybe the next time we're near Vulcan, they can pick it up We've and bring it to you. we been near Vulcans. That's what I mean. They could have, like, at any of those times been like, Pass it off. we're giving the Vulcans a package for you. Like, it, if there'd been any mention of it before, it'd be one thing. But this feels like the writers had written themselves into a corner and went, hey, we never technically said they got rid of it, so let's just no. say they have it? Well, also, okay, the cloaking device is so fucking useful that how are they not reverse engineering this thing? Because they well, haven't I mean, even bothered checking on it in a season and a half. It is, though, it does seem like a really weird, because again, like, I don't know if they've ever said outright, but it's always been kind of implicit because they leave, like, wobbles in space that... The traditional cloaking devices we see are just bending light around the ship in some capacity. Whereas Sulaban cloaking is terrifying space radiation that, you know, it turns out maybe the Sulaban weren't made of phloem until they invented these idiot cloaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, at least by the by the TNG era, cloaked ships, yeah, they do leave the little wavy lines in space, but... There, it's definitely not just light because they can't be detected on any form of sensors. The only way they were able to detect them is with a tachyon beam. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you'd say the, the visible aspect of it seems to be bending light. The rest of it. Yeah. You know. But it seems like like a cloaked ship is pretty much completely invisible. And we also know that, um, you know, it, it's probably not the exact same technology, but like the interphase cloak that the Romulans and the Federation, for that matter, were working on. Oh, um, yeah. You know, that that definitely wasn't just bending light around stuff. That was just cha- that was changing the structure of the matter. Yeah. But still, I think whatever it is, though, this is the only one we've seen where you can like cloak part of a person with space magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. This is this is there's elements of it that make no sense. What? What happens as his arm is, like, having new blood plumped through it? Because that is some blood cloaked and some blood not? I'm it's guessing that the cloak Is it just the much, surface? Yeah, like, okay. it, like, it, like, gets, covers the surface of something. So dumb. what causes it to be invisible. But when we Because it's also had... not, like, if you're in a sh- cloaked ship... Yeah, You're just, it isn't you know, like Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not just invisible like, plane. Like Archer didn't climb into the pod, and then he's just sitting there, in well, floating around. But the one thing that makes me question that is at the end we see that Trip has just like a small hole in his hand that you can see through. Yeah, because so like, it's, it's coming back, but it's coming back like from the outer edges in or something very dumb. Yeah, so like, see, doesn't they- that feel like you would see like on the parts that were not the hole that you would be able to see almost like a um. What do you call that? Uh, oh my God, like a side view, but like of a flesh, like a oh, slide. Yeah, yeah. There's a word yeah. for what I mean, and I can't think what it is. But like, wouldn't uh, you be able section. to? S- yeah, thank you. Wouldn't you be able to see like a cross section of his like bone and blood and all well, muscle and stuff in that? Kind of like because also there was a like a a, a case of tools that got zapped yeah. as well, and that kind of had a cross section effect. But it did. It was yeah. All sp- it was all yeah. sparkly. Yeah. Like the, edge, like the edges of where the uh, where it goes are not, it's not going to like show you the bone. It's just going to be like a little sparkly bit. Yeah. It, it's because, you know, budget. Yeah. They really, basically, they didn't think it through. They just thought, wouldn't this be funny? 
Yeah, wouldn't this be funny? And then let's not have it do have anything else to do with the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have yeah. preferred just Oh, we've accidentally cloaked just Trip and Trip's running around naked for fun. <laughs> uh if they if they'd uh, had him like just Again, the, the effect would have been so expensive, but just like a uniform walking around like, no, you know, invisible head and hand. So it's just the jumpsuit that would have looked neat if they'd done it well. Yeah. So let's talk about Archer for a second. That asshole. Because, because everybody's this guy, fave. This like, fucking he guy. He just has poor judgment. The um, worst. Because, OK, I get it. When they're first captured, you don't want to yeah, give no. up that you're that you're space aliens because, you know. Cultural contamination. That's the whole reason you came here. To get the, the whole reason you came here was to cultural con- culturally contaminate them. Apparently. <laughs> so then, okay, so he does that. And then they discover that they're wearing makeup. And he's like, he's still, he says, ah, I won't say anything. Then they anal probe them and discover that they have human rectums. Oh, wow. Um, and they're like, Yeah. And the the, the the aliens are like, no, these guys are fucking space aliens, like 100%. Like, there, there's no other explanation. So th- at that point, they're rumbled. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. damage is done. Yep. So instead, he continues on saying, no, 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 we're actually genetically engineered. Well, thank you, Reed. We're genetically engineered. Archer started it. He Spies did. for your arch enemies. And we have this advanced technology phasers communicators handheld computers shuttle pods ships they just escalated the fuck out of this war oh right and then as they're leaving archer's kind of like not patting himself on the back but he's like oh well you know we might have changed (laughs) the course of their war because now now the these people think that their enemies have fucking incredibly sophisticated technology yeah, you culture like I feel like there would have been a lot less damage to this culture if you had just said, "Yeah, we're space aliens. We're just here to check you guys out. We accidentally left some technology we weren't supposed to leave. Can we go now?" Well, and you could uh, still even have them be like, "No, you can't. We're going to kill you cuz I don't know, we're fucking fascists, and that way we get to keep your toys." And so you can still even have the like threat of execution and going to save them and Yeah, but Archer still seems to this... think this is like the least contaminating mode that they could be in when really it's it's probably the worst thing he could be be doing. Yeah, well it's funny too cuz all you really had to do even was just have when the when the doctor says like I think they're aliens, everyone else in the room go, "Fucking what?" <laughs> but they all <laughs> seem like when he says that, no one goes like that's insane. They all go that seems plausible. So it's not even like, again, you even have to just be the doctor, be like, they're aliens. And they go, you got us. And just have the other military people go, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, because Occam's Razor, aliens that happen to look a fuck of a lot like us, or <laughs> our enemies have figured out a way to like change their internal structure. You're going to go with the latter. Yeah. yeah, especially when Reed is saying, oh, yeah, it's so that we can survive nuclear blasts or some shit. And then you're yeah. thinking, oh, man, these guys are super advanced. We won't be able to kill them. Let's kill these two to make sure we still can. Yeah, like there's ways to do this episode and have it be because that's even, even like when this physician of theirs is like, I think they're aliens and all the other people in the room just go, 
okay, maybe. Instead of going, I'm sorry, fucking what? You're you're taking a vacation, Doc. You've clearly lost your tiny mind. Yeah. And like, like well, I mean, here's the thing, though. We don't know that aliens aren't visiting this planet. True. Like, we know already from Dear Doctor that the Ferengi get around. Yeah. The Klingons yeah. so, don't give a shit either, so. Yeah, so like, it really seems like a Vulcan thing yeah. to not visit planets. So it could be that the doctor's like, yeah, I think these are these are aliens. They're just not the kind of aliens we've seen already, yeah. of which there are myriad. That um, is weird. That, okay, I'll wait, go. Going? Um, <laughs> it, also, it also just goes to show that there, like, no one has thought that this was ever going to be a possibility, getting captured on a planet in which you're incognito, like, snooping around. Like, yeah. they, they're coming up with this bullshit on the fly. They had no cover story. They ha seem to have no protocol for what to do when they go down and do all the snooping that they fucking love to do, even though it's, yeah. even though Stupid. they're concerned about cultural contamination, but they don't plan. They never I mean, plan. What is obvious is that, first of all, this is something the Vulcans don't do themselves, generally, except for when they crash land, like in Carbon Creek. But, like, if it weren't for the Vulcans looking over their shoulders... Humanity totally would just be kicking down doors, being like, who wants a warp drive? Me! Yeah. <laughs> like, constantly, yeah. so... And can like, I make honestly, a weapon out of it? <laughs> I think I think that some of this is deliberate on the part of the writers to show the inexperience of yeah. Archer. And, like, I think that's that's something that I am realizing, is that we have this... You know, in Star Trek, we have a... Uh, history of extreme competency like that, that's yeah. true you know we have people like kirk and picard and janeway <clears throat> who are just very competent and don't and just don't fuck up you seem to have left uh, out a war criminal in your list was that a that was a deliberate ass little cop wasn't it <laughs> no i mean cisco's also very good but he wouldn't do he this. Is a war criminal but he wouldn't do this but he he does other fucked up shit uh, but the thing is but i think that that's a good because i think cisco is sort of the He's the the exception that proves the rule that he is he is extremely competent, but he just knows he has a better sense of when to bend and break the rules. Cisco's the kind of guy Starfleet is always keeping in their back pocket for when they like need it. Yeah. You know, when they have to kind of stop pretending they're perfect and they yeah. need someone who's going to pull this kind of thing. And then they have uh, plausible deniability. They're like, eh, Cisco just kind of. Yeah. So now we're introduced to Archer, who is not remotely competent and is extremely underqualified. And angry. And, and that's not a knock on him because it's just that well, there's like nobody no, is qualified. There's no human who is equipped to be doing to be doing this mission. And I think that I'm gonna give the right I'm gonna start trying to give the writers the benefit of the doubt that we're not supposed to be holding archer up to the standards set by other starfleet captains because That's um, oh no he's like the know. first one this is year one batman you can't expect yeah. and like he's and he's he is gonna suck and i think what where we can so we can't so much judge him on the mistakes of like how he handled this situation or that situation but we can judge him on when he's an asshole yes. oh yeah which um, is plenty which of which he is also Frequently. See, the thing yeah. is, we're, we're meant to compare him in this episode to when McCoy lost his communicator in a piece of the action, because that was a little joke button at the end of that episode. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I've gone off on tears on that on that moment, because by 
the original series, they have tracking devices on these fucking communicators. And they have transporters that are used all the fucking time instead of in this fucking show where they forget they have them every fucking week. Like every couple minutes, it's like, okay, you, you found the tra- you found the communicators, you found the whole thing, transport. Nope, okay, oh, uh, you want to send trip down the transport? Nope, all right, neat. You'd rather use a cloaking ship you don't understand. You guys are smart. Wow. <laughs> also, I love that it's like, yeah, we've been trying to figure it out for ages, but yeah, we can work it out on the way. It's like... There is a line they could have put in that would have solved the issue, because similarly, we were like, what about your transporter? All they had to say was like, the range of this one is such that, because they mentioned they couldn't get closer to the planet at one point because they would be detected. And all they would have to have said was, we're out of transporter range. range." There you go. Or or even like, we don't want to beam them whilst they're in a crowd. And by the time they find them, they're in a crowd. Yeah, like, because that thing, you can say that, like, it's still, you know, it's still a very early transporter, and we know it's not great. That You know, we've used it twice for people, and one time a guy wound up with a bunch of rocks embedded in his head. I so guess, like, three times. We don't know that he didn't have those rocks embedded in his head to begin with. Yeah, yes, he we do. He seemed the type. He seemed oh, the type. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, just little lines that would, would solve these issues. But yeah, no, and like... You're right, Jake, too. It's it's like, even though they left a little earlier than they were planning, you know, as they established in the first episode, they said, eh, hey, just stay out there. They were planning on going sooner than later. There should have been at least some draft rules written up by the Admiralty, but they had nothing, just nothing ready for this. It's absurd. Yeah, and anything that T'Pol brings up, because sometimes the Vulcans do have this stuff prepared... They ignore her. They flat out ignore this bitch because they're like, eh, Vulcan shit. We don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. Just go look sexy somewhere. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... I mean, I think an element in the next episode as well really speaks to what they thought they were going to find versus what they have found. But we'll get to that. Neat. I mean, for that matter, when we do, like, send the cloaked ship down, they're thinking, okay, good, cloaked ship, lessen the contamination and get down there. Not their fault that it was a little on, on the fritz. That's fine. But then they just jump out and start shooting people. And it's like, this this doesn't seem like the subtle approach anymore. <laughs> you could have just gone down in the normal shuttle pod, shot everyone up and left, and it would have the same effect. <laughs> What's really going to confuse them, too, is they, again, they assume this is the Alliance, whoever they are. Why did the Alliance just stun a bunch of our people instead of killing them? Was, are they mocking us? Ooh. I mean, they did steal all the technology back. So, yeah, they're, they're just showing off. Yeah, they could have killed people, you know. Oh, it's so, you know, they, like, you even think, oh, okay, you could have left one alive to tell the story. That's them all alive. I just kind of piss these guys off even more. When you leave them all alive, you get a lot of different stories, and all of them conflict. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was one thing I did like, though. Uh, speaking of, like, sort of earlier Trek, there seemed to be a little nod to TOS when apparently Reed has suggested one of them fake being sick, and Archer's like... No one's gonna fall for that. (laughs) Also, I feel like they're trying to establish with this one why in future, whenever they have someone go undercover as an alien, they do full-on surgical alteration instead of just doing makeup. Yeah, sticker on the face. Yeah, because those come off easy, it turns out. Of course, there's no fixing the red blood. I love when when they and Hoshi come back from the first time, and they're they're in the decon room, and I think the comment Jake made was, ah, since T'Pol's not here, we don't have to do the full decon gel naked body thing. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. 
No need for a rubdown. Like, maybe I wanted to see Malcolm's abs, jerks. Hmm. Did you? I'd be okay with it. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, less decon room scenes, the better, just in general. I kind of wondered if the belief that the Alliance has all this, like, super um, high-tech stuff would somehow bring a cease to the war between the two sides. Mm, doubtful. Oof. Yeah, no, it's just going to make these bozos do a preemptive strike to... Yep. Because it's not that they told... See, if they had told these aliens that, like, yeah, yeah, the our side, the Alliance, yeah, we have... There's legions of super soldiers like us with these weapons that are prepared to come down on your cities and destroy you if you don't make peace. Right, instead of okay. just saying it's just the two of us. Yeah, they said it's just the two of us, which now they're like, oh shit, we better fucking... Well, they don't have nukes, but we better do whatever our equivalent of nuking them is before they can build more of these monsters. Yeah. With their two kidneys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I noted that. It's like, wow, Mm. these guys must die of renal failure a lot. I also made a little comment at some point. So they take away all their trinkets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Where is the universal translator? Oh, right. Yeah, we don't ask questions. We don't ask ask these questions. (laughs) That has always been the answer to the universal translator. Shut up. Shut up. Yep. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, just, just like... I kind of wish, I mean, other other than the fact that they made language such a important part of the show from the beginning with yeah, Hoshi. Yeah, because they yeah. have a linguist who is needed whenever she has an episode. Like, no one ever questions the functioning of the universal translator when it's just a thing that exists. Yeah. And we don't question, you know, we're just like, oh, yeah, they, they be universal translator. But because they made it such a big deal in the show, it does. It makes it, it makes it obvious when they're not sticking to what they set up you know yeah well and it's always kind of just been in the back of our minds for all of them and i'm sure we brought it up before is like is it an earpiece what how does it work because even if you know in tng if you assume it's in the communicator when someone takes their badge when they've been captured which happens all the time like how is this you know yeah what is the what is the mental factor because when you watch people talk it looks like their mouths sync up so is there something also going on in the brain yeah, it, it's it's an old issue that they've never properly. But yeah, it's 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 writ even larger in this, like you said, Jake, because they've made such a point of linguistic issues in this one. Mm. So it's just all the more evident. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think that, that's that Stargate SG1 had the best <laughs> handling of. Yeah, this. it's like it's like with Klingons. We don't talk about it. <laughs> no, no, it's just in Stargate. It's just that all of these ancient alien species or not even, they're ancient humans that were abducted from Earth in the, you know, in the ancient Egyptian times, as well as other periods in history. And they all just speak English. They all just speak English. We accept this. Because they also never bring it up. They're also like, wow, how do you speak English? No, they don't don't even bother. You just accept it. Right. Just, again, because we don't bring it up often enough, uh, I'm just reminded of the episode of um, Futurama where they go to the, like, ancient Egypt planet and uh, the Egyptian-type aliens apparently learned about pyramid building from the Egyptians, not vice versa. Oh, yeah, that is good. That's funny. That's a great joke. joke. Also, speaking of Hosh, Hoshi. Hosh? um, Oh, Hosh. She's our our linguist stroke backup science officer. Because, like, at one point, 
you know, I guess because T'Pol's too busy sitting in the captain's chair, it's Hoshi's job to, like, isolate Reed and the captain's bioscience. And this isn't the first time she's been, like, the backup science officer. And it's like, she's a linguist. Yeah. How I feel does like this you need work? a couple other a, characters on this bridge. Yeah, yeah, or at least just, a, there are times when Travis isn't around and there's just some random guy at the station. Just have a random blue shirt into Paul's seat. Yeah, but then well, you have yeah. to pay well, him that's for the lines. thing too, because remember, T'Pol wasn't supposed to be on this mission. True. For long term, like she was, she was really only there as an observer on the Broken Bow mission. But she decided to stick around. Presumably, there was a different science officer waiting in the wings sl- that was slated to be the science officer, and T'Pol yeah. just took their place. Who was meant so to our- be the physician? Because they just yoinked flocks out of fucking nowhere. I think he said he hadn't picked one yet. Oh, okay. Again, uh, I've retained none of Broken Bow. I, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he said he didn't have a doctor yet, so... Okay, well, that's... That one, it's least. possible it's the same... It's possible that it was the same deal with the science officer, but... Yeah, because they were leaving earlier than planned, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. But yeah, it's like... At the very least, you have other scientists on board. Someone... Yeah, I mean, even, uh, like, wasn't, um... Cutler's like a xenobiologist, kind of isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's Cutler's got the more blue stripe. Than Hoshi. Yeah, it just—it's very weird. It's like it just shows again, like, eh, we don't want to pay an extra to say two lines. Yeah, well, it's the same—it's the same problem as, um, you know, the the seven seven uh, seven samurai last week, where just like, yep, the only yeah. people on this ship are the people that are in the credits. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. You need someone to hold a battle and swing it to Paul up anywhere who's not doing anything ever. Let him do it. <laughs> he got to do a couple of things in this episode a little bit. He got in to communicator? What did he do? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he, he was, he he was helping with the ship, yes. He helped the, build the pod and helped fly it. Yep. I was really, I misremembered. I really thought the solution with the, sh- with the fucking cloak was just to Paul coming in and going like, have you tried turning it on with the door shut? Oh, that would have been smart. Like, I, for some reason, genuinely thought that was the solution. I don't know how I made that up, but uh, it, that was not, in fact, the case. Yeah, it was something stupider. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we will never hear of this pod again. I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I think, be surprised. I don't think we do, but... They left it there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, re- it really... It's like the the writers just remembered... That they had that, that like oh right there should be a spare Tulaban pod in the that we have from Broken Bow. Oh my god, how it Even hasn't though, come up before that was fucking idiotic. Uh, yeah, it yeah. yeah. Also, this is not a big ship. Where were they keeping that fucking thing? Apparently in the closet. Uh, Daniel's room. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> well, the well um, he did have a lot of closet space. Yeah. The other yes. thing is there probably should be. Another one from Shock was it Shockwave when Archer had to escape? No, yeah, no, they, when yeah. when he had they, Silic captured, they put yeah. Silic back in it and dropped it out. They mentioned, which again, I think we all agreed was fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, fucking stupid, very deeply, yeah, deeply, extremely. But yes, that one they did specifically say they did not keep. So. They have the matching set. Damn it, rats! Mm. More and then, you know, the way they worked, that meant they could have just had a bigger one because they just kind of. They, 
yeah, clicked together yeah, like Lego. They could have just attached them to the back of the ship like truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this is around when they first kind of came to prominence, too, so. Mm. Yeah, and you got Trip back there doing the stranger. <laughs> Oh, no. Good, good. It happened. It happened earlier than I was expecting. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, there was... There was no good solution, but I feel like of the bad choices, they kind of went with the worst one. (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of where... Because, you know, I remember watching this episode and thinking, okay, that was decent enough. You know, they kind of, you know, worked around the Prime Directive like they do. It's fine. I don't even think it made it anywhere in my my Prime Directive list in particular because it wasn't in the the article, but it's in the map. It's in the we fucked up map. Yeah. But then rewatching is like, oh, no, they really fucked up in ways (laughs) that the writers really should have made more consequential in some way yeah i will say though it's good to see like reed while he said he was not afraid at least didn't seem eager to die this time he's, he's getting always better. ready he yeah but he's not like he wasn't like chomping at the bit for it you know like he, he seems to be getting healthier so i don't know good. when that's when good. archer when he asks archer for you know whatever his punishment would be he was like death death oh <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, he just wanted a flogging, preferably from Trip. Hot. Ooh, oh my. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Uh, Are you looking for the segue? No, no, I was seeing if I had any other thoughts, okay. but we can also... Uh, so actually, here's how we got a segue. Do it. Uh, Jake, I need you to give us our your best Rikers read alert. Shields up. Read alert. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. That is not a segue. I just really wanted Jake to say that. We're on to Singularity. Woo! In the grand tradition of Star Trek, it's a Space Crazies episode. Ah, uh, could have been called Obsession, mm. but they already had that title. God damn it! Rats. But yes, we're, we're, actually, I think this is a little bit of continuity, because at the end of the communicator, they're like, let's go check out this trinary star system. Oh, did and they? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And that's why I assume it's supposed to be the same one. So they're going to see this trinary star system, and as they get closer, it's like, oh, fuck, it's like, these trinary stars that we never get a good look at are orbiting a black hole or something. Let's go take a look. And they go to take a look and everyone starts to get like really fixated on stuff they're doing. And it escalates quickly. And it turns out the radiation this black hole's given off is making everyone just really hyper fixate on a single thing. Those of us who are neurodivergent have been there, but it starts to get dangerous because they're kind of ignoring all else and it starts to kill them. And, uh, oh, big surprise, Vulcans are immune, because Vulcans oh. have superpowers. It's those eyelids. Yeah, so, um... <laughs> All f- four of them, or however many it is they have. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Although, in, in an opposite of that, uh, Denobulans are super susceptible, and, uh, Phlox goes to crazy town way faster than everyone else. Um, and he's so... got fucking medical equipment. Yes. Fucking run. Mayweather. Yeah. Run. <laughs> Poor Mayweather comes in to like get a headache check and winds out nearly fucking uh, Chekhov'd in Star Trek 4. <laughs> yeah. Trip winds up obsessed with improving the captain's chair. Reed becomes obsessed, well, more obsessed than usual with security procedures and invents the read alert. Yeah. Hoshi cooks. Yeah. News to me. What am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anything? Oh, and Archer, Archer. becomes hung up on trying to write in uh, an introduction for a biography of his father. T'Pol 
realize everyone's gonna die. Best thing to do is uh is is to take the um what is it the 1996 Lost in Space approach and just go through instead of away and gives Archer a cold shower and some coffee and they pile it out of the thing and everything's fine. Now, did she knock everyone out or did the radiation knock everyone out? I think the idea was the radiation did. Oh, she only okay. actively knocked out um, Flocks. Flocks. Who deserved it that fuck. Yeah, well, the moment, you know, because Flocks goes down and the next scene, everyone's out. And I'm like, wow, she did. Did she get everyone? Kudos. <laughs> she just on a neck pinching spree around the ship. Like legit, literally skipping through the ship, just neck pinching pinch, people pinch, while pinch. music plays. I would love to watch that. Good for T'Pol. Yeah. Yeah, so this one's interesting, I mean, because it's it's set against the backdrop of this um, this singularity, which you know we never nothing ever happens with that, obviously, other than it's the it's the the frame in which this hell happens. But really, this story's kind of like a it's just it's like a like a day in the life kind of thing or something. It's it's just a, it's just a series of subplots. It's all B plot. But everything's everyone's personality is cranked up to eleven. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like Enterprise does something like a naked time. Yeah, but every yeah, but but about one specific thing. Yeah, which yeah, I think yeah, was, everyone's doing their own piece, like except not, Mayweather, who doesn't get one. <laughs> well, right. so I thought that too, but his obsession ended up being just trying to get back to work. He wasn't that obsessed with it because he failed utterly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like well, that's, that's what I was thinking too. Like it does seem like there were. It seems to start to affect him, but it does seem to affect him a lot later than everyone else. Maybe because he was in the tube for a while. But you all seem to be completely unaffected. Porthos. The other cook. Oh, yeah. There was another cook helping uh, Hoshi, wasn't there? Yeah, and he was just trying to be like, uh, ma'am, like, food? And she's like, you're fired. And he's like, I I'm gonna go. So, like... <laughs> That's true, because no one should even be trying to eat food because they're all busy with their own things. Yeah, like... He, T'Pol should have hooked up with that guy until the radiation made him pass out. Like, why aren't you affected? I don't. I don't know. I, a lot of cumin I have in my diet. I no personality whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Like Mayweather. That's why he was oh, fine. <laughs> poor Mayweather. But yeah, I, I, you know, as far as Space Crazies episodes go, it's way better than the TNG one, which was just bad. <laughs> and I do appreciate that it wasn't, like you said, it's not traditional Space Crazies. It's they get fixated on a single thing instead of just being wacky and space drunk. So that was kind of a a twist on the old old saw, as it were. <laughs> yeah. I ended up this is the one I ended up liking more than I expected to, because I remember the premise being very dumb. The premise is very dumb, guys. But the acting becomes delightful. Especially like I think uh, Connor Trenier is adorable. When he's yeah. trying to fix this chair. And oh, getting... Chip is so passionate about the chair. Yeah, the escalation of, i got to fix this chair, too. I don't know. I've got to make this the best chair anyone has ever seen in their lives. <laughs> Good for them. Are... Like, it's it's mostly an acting showcase more than anything yeah. else. Uh, we are in agreement, because I remember going into this one thinking, like, oh, this Ooh. is their Space Crazies episode, and I'm pretty sure that one was dumb. But this doesn't no, happen like, a lot. <laughs> like you said, I think it's because, like, everyone just ran with what they were given, and, like... Again, like the show even kind of forgot for most of it that technically this starts in Tabula Rasa. And like that was unnecessary entirely. It, completely. And it's it's like, oh, yeah, the idea is to Paul is is writing a, a report that can maybe be found after they're all dead. Yeah. Oh, why episode, is everyone unconscious? Then the episode forgets until most of the way through that that was the concept. So they suddenly <laughs> yeah. have her recording again. And it's like, that was dumb. if you're going to do that, you need to have it appear kind of regularly. Well, I do. I wonder if that was even like maybe that was tacked on 
later yeah because the fact mm-hmm. that it doesn't factor like i don't know why but the fact the, the fact that it doesn't factor in at all really is is strange yeah one thing that- i'll say about enterprise as a show that i've also seen like the other reviewers that i follow point out every so often they have no fucking clue how to do teasers no. the little the little bit that to get you interested before the fucking terrible song plays and you want to leave anyway like it's always like just a random thing happens that has nothing to do with what the rest of the episode will be. And then it's like, okay, I guess I'll keep watching to see what the show will be. Because mm-hmm. this doesn't tell me anything. Mm. They're I real mean, bad at it. They're real bad at where they put their their episode commercial breaks. Mm. It's never at a point where you want to come back from. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the I wonder if the T'Pol report was an effort to make this more like Data's Day. Maybe because it is like like similar to Data's Day, it's got a bunch of like little B plots yeah. happening, and it's also framed in Data's Day. It's framed as a as a letter to Maddox of all people. Mm-hmm. That's right, it is. I forgot about that, dear Maddox. Uh, now that I'm still around, I can tell you everything. Sh- <laughs> Let me tell you about much. all the human things I did today. <laughs> I, I'm uh, such a person. <laughs> I seriously think they only did it so they'd have an excuse to start with everyone passed out. So you're going, what the fuck is going on? Like, that is literally the only reason they did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. To have some level of mystery and be like, oh, I want to see what will happen. I want to see or what did happen. I'm now imagining, uh, because you brought up Data's Day, which also made me think of 27 short films about Springfield. <laughs> Yeah. That instead of Hoshi trying to perfect this old family recipe, it's just steamed hams. Nice. <laughs> See, this, okay, here's here's how I would have done this show differently. Because I think it would have been more interesting if T'Pol was affected. Mm. I don't know what she would have become obsessed with. Maybe she just becomes obsessed with the singularity itself. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. know. And here's what you do. You can right or wrong. You make it so that because he was in the tube... It protected Mayweather. There we so go. He's the only unaffected crew member. Oh, but then you have he to has. give him lines. <laughs> That's true. Then, then you have to then then you have to you'd give have that to, actor lines to say. You'd have to remember he was in the show. Yes. As more than just a prop on the uh, medical table. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think having it be to Paul again, the you know, Vulcan, the one adult Vulcan in the room. magic that, well, that causes that saves the ship again is it's it's a little it's been done. At least there's precedent, though. Mm. I much prefer this show when it's the uh, Trip and Reed show and not the T'Pol and Archer show. Mm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, it's mostly because Archer's such a dickhead a lot of the time. And a they, terrible writer. Like, every instance of every draft of this forward that he's writing about his father is utter garbage. <laughs> it's being, 20 pages long. Being Sir, fair, he never... Cl- as hell. He never claimed to be one, so... That I'm willing to forgive him on. The man's a. Do they not have Chat GPT in the future? Come on. <laughs> no, it was luckily lost during World War Three. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably what started World War Three. Speaking of World Eugenics War Eugenics and AI. I joked in our DS9, no Voyager fan fictions, that the Kelvin timeline has product placement. Turns <laughs> out, the prime the prime timeline has product placement. Oh. We get a very good look at the back of T'Pol's monitor. It is an NEC, which is a real company. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did they forgot to tape it it over or something? I I, 
I don't know, but I didn't. I, yeah, I, I wonder if that was intentional, though. I don't know. I don't know. I looked it up. I don't know. They still exist. It's unclear. I didn't have a ton of time, but it's unclear if they still make monitors. They're still in the technical sector. No, that's that's like that's. Yeah, they do make they make like TVs and stuff. I still. Think. OK, but uh, they're I, they're they're you they're more for like business type stuff. I don't think you can go to Best Buy and get one. But yeah, that's the impression I was under from their website. They're mostly. um What's the word when you make stuff enterprise sector or whatever you call it there? Yeah, but uh, I yeah, I, I would that... put money on someone just thinking, "Oh, we'll never shoot from this angle." Don't worry about covering up the logo. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would agree with that. My guess is, is it was unintentional. Probably, probably, but we do know NEC survives the Third World War. <laughs> uh, nice. Like it would have been so easy to change it to NCC. Oh, I like that. That's true. Does that exist yet? Well, not yet. Maybe not. Yeah, because well, this I don't is know. what are what this is NX. Maybe there's other ships that are NCC. I don't know. So the so the thing is with this one, that thing they referred to this as the NX class. And minor spoiler: when we see others, they are still there. It's like the NX two, the NX three, not NCC two or three. Like mm. we'll see in future Star Trek, where NX is the 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 prototype class namer. And then other ships have the NCC registry. So they, they haven't worked that out yet. I don't think, don't quote me, but I do not think we see the NCC registration at all during Enterprise. Hmm. You know, except for ships that come back from the future. Wink, wink, don't you know? Yes, true. Maybe, actually, maybe it was, maybe it was supposed to be NEC 1701. Ah. And they spelled it wrong? And, well, and NEC, the, the company that makes monitors today by the twenty. 20- Second and 23rd centuries, they're in shipbuilding. There we go. <laughs> so one thing that's kind of funny about this is like how much everyone's obsession, like some of them actually end up paying off. I kind of liked that. Because Flocks had gotten so obsessed with scanning Mayweather, that helped trip trip to Paul figure out what was going on. The read alert obviously, you know, gets everything up and running. Yep, and yep. even I imagine the all I had to do was move the chair down one centimeter was because of the scan Trip oh, did on Archer at that Archer's one point. Archer's ass specifically. Hmm, mm. this ass. And, that, and when he snapped out, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, Archer. This ass. That's capping ass to you. Yeah, unlike a fucking invisible hand paying off at fucking all, there are all these little moments of payoff in this episode, which I appreciate. Yeah, I do feel yeah. bad again, like... I appreciate that the show didn't have Hoshi or T'Pol become sex crazed, which was all that happened to the women in the TNG Crazy Times episode. That's a good Mm. point. But it does still feel weird that it's like Hoshi wants to cook, which like feels kind of more like, oh, yes, women cook. The womanly arts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think it could have been anybody that was obsessed with. Well, yeah, it, it could have been yeah. an old if, family recipe, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's better, I think, than Hoshi is the head of the party planning committee. Yeah. Like it. Uh, which was another which was, I think, problematic. Yeah. Oh, I, my God. Definitely. Like, oh, you can talk to him and see you're a woman. See what he's into. But but like, you know. Again, I don't know if that was their intent, but it is what kind of comes off as is like they and it's all just it gets the fact that. Hoshi only has like that much more for her from the writers than Mayweather. Yeah. They were like, what can she get hung up on? And they were like, translating or we give her something else. And they went with obsessed with this old family recipe thing. 
Hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like if they gave her, oh, she's obsessed with a translation, it would literally be, wow, her her character is a mile long but an inch thick. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know what else they could, it would have been nice to give her, I don't know, something. Something that also could have paid off in some capacity. I mean, they've shown, they've given her, like, a previous interest in exobiology with the slug, with Sluggo. That's Maybe true. have her... Morning sluggo. Some kind of critter. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe she has to watch Flox's flock. Um, (gasps) Oh my god! Why have we not said this yet? I love it. Flox's flock. That's what he calls his family. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So read alarm. We get the read alarm in this episode, and I I did like it. And I like it's not as cringy as I was expecting. No, it's it's not. It's just it's just it's silly. What I find the thing that bugs me about it is i think pretty much for at least a hundred years today probably more i'm sure it goes back at least to world war one ships have klaxons that sound when there's an emergency battle stations like he said battles like this is a thing like this is just a but archer said no battle stations no yeah but like even if it's not a battle, a shipwide emergency, like they call it general quarters. Like that's another thing. That's another yeah. term, you, yeah. general quarters, which is like get your shit together because something bad's happening in a balloon. Um, <laughs> so the fact that like Starfleet apparently has forgotten this and didn't plan for it in their ships from the beginning is kind of crazy to me. Well, that's that's and, what I was getting good for Reed for like being like, yeah, we actually need a shipwide general quarters alarm. Yeah, Reed was definitely in character like appropriately this episode because it's yeah. all stuff that we've seen before. Like when he's talking about all oh, the Archer is always letting the crew do whatever he wants, but no, not anymore. I'm in charge. <laughs> well, and that that's what I was getting to with uh, the last one. Like the fact that Starfleet didn't have some sort of general quarters thing already set up. They were genuinely, I don't know, did the Vulcans not tell them or were they just not listening? Going with the latter. But like (laughs) they were really thinking they were just going to go out there and it was going to be friendly, happy, shiny times. We're here to explore. Yeah. We're not a warship when Reed is like, I wish this were a warship. It's like, (laughs) it's it's not just warship. It's not just battle. It's because even in this episode they use they yeah. use the read alert oh yeah asteroid non-bat- incoming yeah exactly there's tons of things that can go wrong on a starship but even then that are not we're in we're at you know engaged in battle but listen you would want everyone's attention it's for. all about picking the right ringtone for your klaxon yes. though when we all know how hard that is <laughs> that is such I mean, that, a, yeah that is such a 2002 moment too no 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 i had uh, recently because i missed a couple important text messages from work and was uh, and had a moment of oh god i'm incapable of being a person i changed my text message noise to something that i will actually hear instead of like the tiny noise it used to make Mm. which means now when people text me i'm like oh fuck everyone god damn it i hate you all but it's better than not i guess but yeah it just reveals like even if you're going like to space like we're gonna be peaceful it's like right but you're gonna run into people who aren't so maybe have a procedure any procedure at all? Mm. Are there any procedures, Starfleet? There's Just- no plan. Like like we said last episode with the whole how do we go down incognito to planets. Yeah. No planning. You just, nope. you just put the stickers on your face and go down there. You're fine. Yeah. Like they're really, you know, it, like you said, Jake, they're really, they gave Archer nothing to work with. Mm-hmm. The suggested ideas pamphlet was about four pages thick. 
And uh, it didn't say much. Much like Archer's yeah. forward. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one little thing I wanted. Not really, but one thing I was thinking, rather, I should say at the end, when uh, Fl Flox, yeah, Flox, he's talking about, yeah, well, I'm monitoring vital signs. Uh, everyone seems fine. Oh, except you, Captain. You have 78 kinds of cancer because of that thing Trip shot you with. Thing Trip shot him with. The weird scanner, because apparently he usually oh, uses it to, like, align yes. face yes. coils. Funny, yeah. funny, yeah. funny. Oh, did you notice, was this the time, because I know you've referred in the past to, you know, Trip always calls Archer Cap'n. Mm. But in this episode, he says specifically, it's the captain's chair. And oh, like, I missed that. Trip has gotten serious, guys. Okay, there's two then. Oh, this I was wasn't thinking the time you were thinking one. of. Okay, we'll have to keep an ear out then, because I, I heard this one, and it was like, oh, that is distinct, yes. Mm, okay, yeah, wow. The wow. chair but is important. It is a little different, though. He's not addressing Archer. It's the captain's chair. It's not the right. captain. No. He was, so, he was trying to emphasize to Reed how much more important his task was than Reed's task. <laughs> but that's that thing, though. It, it's, it's a sign that something is wrong. He said captain right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And in the end, all he did to the chair was add a whoopee cushion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I do wish they had put the, the cup holder on, because then, because this is a prequel, guys, it would have established coffee on the bridge like they used to have on TOS all the time. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the improvements that he was making to the chair would have been made a lot of sense like the status displays having the red alert at the chair yeah the finny the finny tube button. i was gonna say when will i be able to jettison <laughs> finny with the push of one simple button on my chair oh, well first you have Not to invent yet, finny mm. there was although you do kind of see the schematic he's put up at the end and it looks like shape wise like a barber's chair like there's little yeah, footrests, yeah. and it's just like that would be very annoying to get in and out of like maybe <laughs> once you're in it you're super comfy but like if I'm the captain, I want something that is a balance between comfortable and easy to get in and out of. And I feel mm. like with this one, it's it's missing the ease of use aspect. What would have been great is if it was just like the schematic was just like a, a technical drawing of Kirk's chair. I was thinking something. that. Yeah, you that's know? funny. Like, like another chair that we've seen before. That would have been really wink. good. And that would have been a cute kind of fan wanky prequel joke, you know? Like one that if you only see it really quick, they don't harp on it. That would have been a cute one, you know? But I also appreciate the over-engineered chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wish we'd, we'd at least seen it. That would have cost money. <laughs> mm. I imagine, you know, the, the poor fucking prop designer being like, all right, we have to disassemble the chair for the sake of this joke. Be careful. We don't want to have to rebuild this. <laughs> well, yeah, what, I noticed that when they, when they you know, quote, moved the chair to engineering, like they only they it was a totally different apparatus that they had in engineering that they were working on. Yeah, they'd um, left they'd left the base off. Yeah, like it was just like the chair the and arms. Part, yeah, it's just like oh yeah, they didn't want to take apart the whole bridge set. No, <laughs> oh, I can't imagine why that bridge too. They did like kind of a wider shot than usual when they were first unveiling the improved chair. That set is a nightmare. There's so many levels. I cannot imagine how often people were stumbling because there's so many yeah. little steps that it's mm. not been obvious because of the way they've shot it before. But there's a lot of like just levels. And it's like, Jesus, this I mean, as a set is a disaster, but also as a, as a like if you think about it in universe, you've made this thing easy to trip on. <laughs> you, you should have a flat bridge or at I least know. flatter than this. 
Yeah, how do you do any handheld camera work on this bridge? Oh, it must be a nightmare, because there was a lot of it in this episode, too. Hmm. Well, one point, like, I think when they wanted to emphasize just how crazy things were getting, like, there was a lot of swinging the handheld back and forth when people were arguing, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. But the one thing that this episode lacked, and the reason why I didn't think everything was getting crazy, if you notice, the camera was pretty much level the entire episode. There was mm. no, and there was no fisheye lens No fisheye. No Dutch no, angles. When it, yeah, Dutch angles is the sidewaysy ones. Yep. Yeah, so how would I, how was I to know that things were going wacky uh archer was mean to porthos how dare he that is the He's ultimate fired. sign something is wrong when did porthos get to eat he just ate all that very bland soup that had no more salt in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like hoshi hoshi look don't ask an englishman what he thought of food <laughs> yeah as the meme goes the Needs english conquered the world for its spices and then didn't use any of them Oh, there was a, a comment. I think Hoshi asks for some of that Cretacin spice. Yes, I noticed and I, that. And I, I wrote down, oh, God, Hoshi, no, it's obviously poison. Those guys hate us. <laughs> Word gets back to them that she used it and they are deeply offended. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what it is, it's not actually spice. She, she mistranslated it and it's actually like the cremated remains of, of the tree. Like, yeah, of some honor dead or something that was like a deep, a deep and great honor to be given this. Well, I think I think it's the tree because I think wasn't he supposed to burn it after he chopped it up? Or am I making that part up? Yeah, let's just say sounds yes. familiar. But yeah, no, I definitely went into this one thinking, oh, this one's dumb. But I was like, oh no, it's actually it's all right. It's got some good moments. It's got some cute jokes. Yeah, I mean, again, I like, like the, said, uh, you're making all this noise on the bridge. I thought you yeah. Vulcans were supposed to be able to handle pressure. You're loud, though, and I've got really sensitive hearing. Yeah, but yeah, I, th I think the actors really are what carry it. Indeed. I think it helps, too, yeah. that unlike the TNG one, which was season one, like, this is season two. They know the characters and had a better idea of what to have them kind of hyper fixate on. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't have to deal with, you know, the... What was the what was the fucking thing in in um, engineering? Oh, the uh, the repulsor field oh. blocked the door. Yes, yeah. yeah. Who who made that? I don't remember. I, you know, I was trying to think of that. Who? who did oh, the I see what you're field? doing. Oh, wow, it, you've segued so smoothly. Holy shit! Was it Argyle? No. Yeah, because there was no, no, no. It wasn't Argyle. Wasn't chief engineer. It was that other lady who was the chief engineer. Oh, no, it was no. her in that one. Oh, you're right. It was actually. What a weird yeah, thing to remember. She was pissed off at. Wesley there Crusher, it is. that's Bad who it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, was so welcome, Jake. welcome all to our, our blogtivity of the week. We are spotlighting Wesley Crusher, who in this episode's equivalent, Naked Now, was a little turd. Everyone but first was. first we're going to talk about some good things Wesley did. I'm sure there were some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mostly later in the show, because yeah. I feel like most of the early stuff was punchable. Well, I think yeah, I got some I got some early stuff oh. here that's pretty good. We've we've said it before. Like the issue is like, yeah, Wesley was mostly a pain in the ass in the first season, but almost all the characters were pretty consistently written badly in the first season. Or not descriptively. Yeah. He just had the double whammy of also like being like child genius, which made him a little annoying. Mm. I, mean, I gotta be honest, I think that I feel like coming up with my list for Wesley was easier than a lot of the other characters. And maybe, and maybe it's because he's so polarizing. I, the things that he does are either really good or really bad. I think that's a good way to put it. Take it away. You you seem to have some fuel in the yeah. tank. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start with an early one then. He figured out 
that uh, lore switched with data. Oh, wow. And data lore before anybody else did and tried to convince everybody. And they all treated him like shit and told him to shut the fuck up. Yep. To be um, fair, he, he was a little turd about it. <laughs> no, he was. But, you know, props to him for, for figuring it out. Yeah. Another relatively early uh, moment, which, again, I feel like you could go either way on this one. But I think ultimately it's a positive character trait of his when he... Uh, helps Mordok to oh, complete yeah. the, uh, the final exam or the the exam for um, the entrance oh, yeah. exam in coming of age. Yeah, that is nice. Him. And at know, his own peril. At, at his own peril. Although, as the lieutenant dude or whoever said, you know, that wasn't the only reason. It was also because we just don't like you, Crusher. <laughs> and then my last one is, and I have a couple of honorable mentions, but I think the one that's going to win is going to be. Standing up for the right thing in Journey's End. Yeah. And going up against Picard when Picard was doing something total bullshit. I mean, and, and Starfleet. Um, I mean, just completely. Yeah, Necheyev. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Someone uh, had to do it, and they picked yep. Wesley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick up there, because uh, that was on my list, too. It's a good one. Uh, that's probably my number one good thing he did. My number three, you know... He was, for some reason, Picard thought, let's put this kid in charge of a committee in Pen Pals. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he worked it out. He got, he he had an issue. He talked, you know, rather than just sit and whine, he talked to Riker. He was like, how do I do this? How do I get my shit together? And he rose to the challenge and did it in like a, a pretty mature and responsible way for a fucking 16 year old or whatever he is. And it ended up helping at the end, too, because the scans he had them run did a thing. They figured out the volcano planet test. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with Final Mission. What happens in Final Mission that you like? He helps save Picard. He's, you know, doesn't die like the shuttle captain who is stupid and just, uh, what's the word? Impulsive and won't listen to reason. You know, he, he saves the day in a... In a in a manner. Very cool. And we all waited for Picard to admit he was his father, but didn't. Oh my god, yes, we did. Oh, Picard, you liar. <clears throat> uh, do you have any moments, Caitlin? So, Wesley. That guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he saves Picard's life that time. In Final Mission? I think that's correct. I also thought it was cool in the game how he was like, no, I'm not interested in the game. And then he goes on not only to not do not to give into peer pressure, but also to discover that the game is bad with a capital B. Well, he wasn't interested in the game because he was too busy using his game on Leffler. Oh, that's, that's yeah. true. But like, yeah, I like that one. And oh, yeah, the episode where he fucking left. That was a good episode. <laughs> Journey's End. <laughs> Journey's End, yeah, it goes to be a traveler, wanderer. What are they called? Traveler. Traveler, yeah. That's three for Journey's End, Ames. You got to sweep it for That's, us? Uh, it was actually, it was pretty high on my list, but it didn't quite make the top my top three. I got a little ah. bit of other overlap, though, because I also overlapped on the game. And I have a different coming-of-age moment that I'm going to mention to you guys. Oh, and that right. was that he figured out the weird test with the weird finger guy that you have to yell oh, at oh yeah yeah that was pretty good weird test with the weird finger let me watch where you're going and what's oh. like oh i'm sorry sorry oh wait no i'm not sorry you should watch where you're going 
Sorry, you said the weird finger guy, and I was thinking of uh, Kolrami, and I was like, that was Data. What? Oh, that's a different weird finger. I was also thinking about that guy and was confused. Well, that's It's how Wesley recognized yeah, what yeah. kind of alien he was. Yeah, yeah. He says, oh, you must be a this alien, which means I have to disrespect you to make you respect me, question marks. But it worked because any newest shit. So good, good yeah. on him in that moment. Yeah. I'm also going to say, uh, here's a minor one because I'm going to leave my top for last. He had a really great conversation with Guinan in The Dauphin about first oh, about, love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. He says, oh, I'll never feel this way again. And she's like, no, you won't. Everyone, every relationship is different. You know, you're just learning. And he he learned a valuable lesson that day. And that's to, uh, I don't know, go jerk it in your quarters, Wesley. <laughs> He'll be in his bunk. He, sh- oh, he no. will be for many, many a year. And my tippy top that I'm surprised no one else has said is uh, when he came clean in the first duty. Mm. He, I mean, granted, yes, Picard kind of forced him to, but he guilt-ridden knew what he had to do and threw Nick Lacardo under the bus. Yeah, I was Rightly gonna say this is like so. what are they? What the hell are they called? I can never remember. Like Red uh, Nova Squad. Nova Squad. Red Alpha. Red, yeah, no. <laughs> Red, Red Squads. Red Squad. Red Alert. Nine, exactly. Guys. Red Squad, Red, Red Squad, Squad, Red Squad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you know what it was? They like, here's the thing. It is obvious that the Academy, quote unquote, dissolved Nova Squad because of that. Yeah, they just renamed, renamed them Red Squad. Certainly. Yeah. Um, I had a, yeah, I, I, just for my honorable mentions, I, I also included the game, Saving the Ship in the Game, Yay. as I mentioned. Uh, and I also threw out there uh, Saving His Mother mm. through the use of traveler powers in remember me oh boy it was her, his fault he was there to begin with oh yeah no no that's also an honorable mention in my bad list <laughs> is getting his mother nearly killed in uh in remember me wesley crusher uh, the cause of and solution to all of tng's problems no you are uh, definitely right because oh boy do i have a lot of wesley bullshit moments yeah, yeah. In fact, so my bottom three Wesley moments are Ooh. nearly destroying the ship and also like kind of ethically weird creating sentient life with the nanites in mm-hmm. evolution. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, right. And he also never told anyone, if I remember yeah. correctly. <coughs> he dragged like, his oh, yeah. feet on it. Yeah, but he didn't really get everyone killed. Yep. Um, Stubbs was not a fan. No. Uh, Being fair, though, no one was a fan of Stubbs, so that kind of I was. Stubbs was kind of a shithead. Um, yeah, I also, I so I think I do not give Wesley any credit for coming clean <gasps> in the first duty oh, because shit. he was totally down with like yeah he had guilt and you could tell and he and he was pissy and whiny to Lacarno about it but he was gonna keep his mouth shut if he didn't get caught red-handed when they figured when you know picard didn't really figure it out geordi and data kind of i think figured out what they were doing but yeah but yeah he got caught and only and like picard, it wasn't even like he was still trying to lie about it until picard like gave him the real serious talking to mm-hmm. only then did he do the right thing too little too late in my opinion Agreed. no 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 points Good day, sir. Half, half point. Um, half point for I award, you, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Um, and then, but anyway, I'm going to say, though, that the worst thing that I could find uh, in my memory of 
anything that Wesley Crusher ever did. He has absolutely zero respect for the time it takes to maintain a well-groomed landscape. I knew it. Uh, a flower no, bed in particular? A, fl- a flower bed. You know, people. there are fences there for a reason. And honestly, if he's not going to pay attention to that, well, then he should just die. Oh, God. <laughs> How dare we break the prime directive for this one? It's okay about the communicator on planet, but no Wesleys. <laughs> uh so uh jake and i strong overlap um like for me it was specifically not letting anyone know sooner because he already had a suspicion that he may have loosed his nanites and he should have nanites yes 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 he should have come clean faster he only did because guinan saw him like sneaking around looking for him again like even just 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 going along with nick's plan in the first place never mind covering it up like yeah this movement, this maneuver is banned for a fucking reason, son. So those are probably my, like, number two and number one. My number three is, you know, again, technically this is inflicted on him by the show, but we got to look at it in universe. That boy's taste in clothing. <laughs> he just, when he is in civilian clothes, he just regularly dresses himself so badly. Yeah, you'd think it was all his mother forcing him, but it's not. He does this on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Because, yeah, there's that whole season she's gone, and he's still dressing like that. Like, it is all him. Gross. Yeah, I'm sure here in the blog post, I've linked to my whole post that has all the sweaters in a collection and how bad they are. So enjoy that. Yeah. Nice. How about yeah. you, Caitlin? So I would definitely agree with the lying to cover his ass about... Alpha Squadron. <laughs> uh, and actually, hilariously, I was also going to bring up him uh, breaking the fence <laughs> and being sentenced to death on... What the hell was that one called? Paradise? Uh, Justice. Heaven? Justice, that's it, yeah. A stupid name for a fucking ridiculous episode. And my least favorite Wesley Crusher moment is when he's like, but golly, Tasha... Why would anybody do drugs? Nice. Oh my god, yes. I forgot about that horrific line. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, oh. oh boy, why? Yep. Fucking yep. ghost and of also, Nancy Reagan Tasha, just hovering over that. Tasha should also get honorable, dishonorable mention for being like, well, Wesley, drugs make you feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad moment. Bad scene. Bad TNG. Was that? I have a whole, I have a very large clump in my list of saving the day when this happened, saving the day when this happened, because it was, it seems like every fucking week in the first season of TNG, oh, yeah. Wesley saves the day until yeah. we're oh, dude, so sick Literally, of him. episode two, doesn't he save the day on Naked um, Now? That's the one I'm going to bring up. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, so the the winner of all the saving, saves the day, the rest may go in the in the blog. We'll see. Click over to the blog and check out just how many of these did make the list. But the one that I'm going to give the most, like, biggest eye roll to is when Wesley somehow saves the day, even though he was drunk and took over engineering like a little dingbat um, <laughs> in the naked now. And I, I, it's so utterly stupid that a fucking 12-year-old can figure things out more quickly than the adults in the room. And it makes me dislike that character so much because the they adults, use him so terribly. It sets adults, a really bad precedent immediately. 
Yeah. The adults and the fucking advanced robot. Yeah. Yeah, because they, well, I mean, granted, Data was busy banging Tasha, which, you know, is on my good list for yeah, him, that, but Yeah, still. yeah, that's, you know, he's got more important things to do than save the ship. Yeah, so I'm going to jump out with a bang. Data, Data did save the ship in that, though, because he had to re- he had to put in all the, the isolinear chips that that's uh, right, he did. Bo- Bozo had pulled out. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, so I want to jump over all my other saving the days because they're all kind of like the same the same episode over and over again. And yeah. jump to it was Wesley who started calling Barkley broccoli in Hollow Pursuits, and that oh, is that's rude right. as fuck, Wes. That yeah, but true. it's also something you would expect from like a kid, like a literal kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and in that case, really he shouldn't like... be in engineering then. <laughs> well, no, true. What should be is that the adults that were around should have been like, you really should not. You can't be calling a superior officer a nickname like that. Yeah. But instead, the uh, the other adults are like, oh, funny, they glommed I'm going to do it too. Yeah, yeah they like, slapped him on the back and were like, good one, kid. Jordy's like, oh, I'm going to pick this up myself and do it too. Gross. Uh, and my last one, I'm going to counter, I think it was Jake's a Jake's honorable mention, to make sure that Remember Me is on both lists because I, <laughs> I think it belongs because he nearly got his mother killed in a pocket universe because mm. of his stupid experiment gone wrong. Wesley, yeah. Wesley, stop it. I have one that's kind of like a semi-dishonorable mention. Like, I get it, you're young, but still kind of going... Going after the Dauphin and the Dauphin. It's like, dude, you know it's not gonna work. Aww. Like, the speech is beautiful at the end between him and Guinan, but it's like, dude, you, even if it didn't turn out she was some kind of weird radiation slug or whatever, like, <laughs> she has to go lead a planet. And that's hot. <laughs> and I think even, like, Riker even says, like, dude, she's, like, gotta go lead a planet. <laughs> but also he's 15 and horny. I get it. Like, mm. It's probably one of the more realistic things they did with him. Mm. And again, it does have that great scene at the end of him, him and Guinan. That's a great scene. Yeah. What had less of a chance of happening? Wesley and the Dauphin or Jake, Sisko and Kira? I was going to say Nog <laughs> and that, that Bajoran princess. Yeah, I was, I forgot. Mm. As I was saying that, I was like, wait a minute. Didn't this happen with Nog later? <laughs> it did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Nog was insisting on chewing her food, so. Oh, God. Woof. Ugh. Why are you wearing clothes? <laughs> God, remember uh. that double date that they tried to go oh, on? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Keep that one handy had... whenever we get to the Jake and Nog section of these these spotlights. Well, that and when uh, they're in the hollow suite at Vic's after Nog's had his has like lost his leg and he's like a wicked dick to Jake's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, Nog wasn't really great with ladies. Well, I mean, it makes no. sense, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 for G- sure. Gotta unlearn many years of Ferengi culture. Oh, but yeah. That is that is, well, sooner than later, really, further down the line, but not quite yet. Next week, though, since we are there, what are we talking about with Enterprise? We are talking about Vanishing Point and Precious Cargo. God, I hope that's not the one I think it is. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Ugh. Oh, no. Is it a baby? No. Oh, okay. It sounds Worse. like a baby. That's not till later. No, I don't want that. But, yeah, Caitlin. Trip, Trip's little little baby thing comes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Caitlin, get excited. Next week's character spotlight, Lwaxana Troy. 
Hooray! Yay! That'll so be a fun be, week. That's true. Everything she does is amazing. I was going to say, how, how are we going to come up with negatives? It's going to be difficult. <laughs> oh, no, it won't. Think about what a fucking annoying bitch she was in the beginning with Picard, like always trying to be up his dickhole. Yeah, he needed someone to try to yank that stick out of his ass. But we'll get to that next week. Join us then. Follow us on Facebook so you can see when we do discuss that next week. Go to the Tumblr to see our character spotlights, including this one. And next week will be Loxana, and after that will be other people. Follow us on SoundCloud and your favorite podcasting application. And until then, yes, and until then, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Hey guys, uh, I can't seem to find my communicator anywhere. Oh, oh no! Time to get executed. <laughs> nice. <sighs> <sighs>